Yeah. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball, let the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need enough just a beer in a cup. We're here for fresh conversations, got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys, got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the cloth, and everyone else in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar, grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Let's get it. What up, ballers? Welcome to Basketball at the Bar. Join us live every weekday for the best NBA podcast here on YouTube, where the takes are hot and the drinks are cold. There's no dress code, and you can take us wherever you go. So pull up a stool, drop a like, and don't forget to subscribe. This is Basketball at the Bar. Grab your drinks, and let's go, Calvin. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of basketball at the bar we're here we're having fun uh we have a good show for you guys today on today's show we have some injury updates we talk about gary payton uh we talk about the suspension to dylan brooks um we give an update on joel Embiid, marcus smart and then we break down both games from yesterday there are no games today so we'll just uh jump right into q a with you guys and if you are a Kings fan, make sure you join us right after this show. We will be live on our other channel, Royal Rebounds, breaking down the Sacramento Kings coaching search. We'll be talking about guys like Victor Oladipo and their potential interest in the Sacramento Kings. Uh, so we got a lot of action coming up for you guys. See, sí. Hola, mis amigos. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yes, and happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. All right, Calvin. So we're here. Um, let's do a quick little injury update. Uh, yeah. So first of all, real quickly uh, on Gary Payton the second, no new news per se, but he, he did have an MRI yesterday. It, it revealed slight ligament damage. Uh, the Warriors are expecting him to be out a minimum of three weeks, possibly a month. So as we kind of predicted yesterday, the earliest he could return would be the NBA Finals if the Warriors are to make it that far. And the Warriors are not happy about it. No, they're not happy about <laughs> it. I mean, that, that's to be expected, though, right? Um, and then Joel Embiid, quick update on him. Woj tweeted out earlier this morning, or this afternoon, I guess, on the East Coast, that he is currently listed as out for Game 3 in Philadelphia. However, the Sixers are still optimistic that he can progress in the right direction enough so that he can play it's not looking good at the current moment, though. And this is a case where the scheduling really kind of mm-hmm. fucked them, you know, right? Yeah. Because they they only get one day off compared to the, the Warriors uh, and Mavericks, or sorry, the Warriors and the Boston series. They're going to get two days off because they don't play till Saturday. Yeah, we heard Doc Rivers yesterday saying that Joel Embiid has some significant hurdles uh, that he needs to overcome to be able to play. Concussions are tricky. Uh, and then he's also dealing with, you know, I'm sure a lot of facial swelling, uh, broken bones, stuff like that. So very unfortunate for him and the Philadelphia 76ers because they're down big right now. They are. He, he could still play on Friday. It's not a, an official thing yet, but it's not looking 
he's not headed as far in the right direction as they would hope him to be. Yep. Any good news on Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart, good news for him. Again, they're going to get that extra day of rest, which will really help uh, the Boston Celtics. Smart says he is very confident that he will play in Game 3 up in Milwaukee. All right. Good news for the Boston Celtics. Uh, after winning Game 2, they look like they're back in the series. And uh, Marcus Smart is definitely going to help them uh and it's good for us NBA fans, right? Because we get to look look and watch more competitive basketball. Yeah, you want all these teams to be healthy. Even yeah. heard Jimmy Butler say he hopes Joel Embiid gets back on the court because they want to beat uh, who he calls the NBA's MVP. <laughs> no, no excuses, right? You want to beat the best. And after twenty two and twelve in that game, Jimmy Butler's knee seems to be doing uh, quite He's all right okay. at this point. Yep. Let's talk about Dylan Brooks here. I know we talked on yesterday's show about the hard foul on Gary Payton, what that means for him, what that means for the team. It's been announced today that he is suspended for one game. I know the Warriors are not happy about this. Uh, Apparently a bunch of people in the Warriors organization wanted him suspended for at least two games. I know Steve Kerr is on record saying that he should miss as much time as the guy that was injured on the play (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous. I, I mean, in theory, it makes sense, but I don't think he was trying to hurt the guy, right? And so it, it's just kind of, it's a tricky situation because you go, you don't want to injure guys. You don't want them to get hurt. But should this guy be out for a month and potentially only be available if they make the finals? I don't think so. No. When have you ever in professional sports history heard of somebody being suspended for as long as the opposing player is is injured for like that i mean that's just a ridiculous comment in my opinion Jokic would have missed half the season yeah, if that was the it's case. i'm not surprised to hear anybody on golden state say these things however it's absurd i mean two games i think is definitely the farthest i would take this but i'm i'm okay with a one game suspension the series is getting quite physical. I think the suspension, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was deserved, but I think that the league is definitely sending a message to both teams. Yeah, you were right. You said you called that yesterday. Of like, hey, you guys need to get it under control here because we can't have people just going out and injuring other players. Uh, this can spiral out of control. So I think they did a good move here in stepping in and saying, okay, these fouls are not allowed. Um, and you're going to pay for it if you end up committing them. Nobody wants to miss an NBA game, especially a playoff game. Right. I know I saw like a plus and minus on Dylan Brooks. He's got the best plus minus on anybody on his entire team at plus 16. So they're definitely going to miss him. Even though they were able to win game two, not having him is going to hurt the team in game three. And that's exactly what the NBA wanted, right? Was They wanted him to uh, more or less pay for what he did. Um, but I think overall, it's just sending a message to both teams of like, hey, you guys this need to calm it stop. down here. Yeah. This yeah. cannot get more out of control. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's totally the message the NBA is sending here. Speaking of which, uh, it's official. Draymond Green is fined $25,000 for flipping the bird or the double bird to fans in Memphis after getting elbowed in the face and heading to the locker room to get stitches. Calvin, what are your thoughts on this? Um, my thoughts are, I, I, we all knew this was coming. Draymond knew it was coming. Um, I believe 
Ky- did Kyrie Irving get 50 grand 50. for the same thing? Yep. So that's the only thing that I'm like, well, I don't know. Does it match? I'm not really sure. We did see Kyrie do it multiple times uh, during the course of a game. Yeah. Whereas Draymond just does it as he's leaving once here. So maybe that's why he only gets 25 instead. I don't know, but seems a little strange. If I yeah. was Kyrie Irving, I'd be upset. Right? Like, is it per middle finger that you're finding yeah. me or what? Because Draymond showed two as well. He did. Um, if you're Draymond, are you just saying, oh, I got hit in the head. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But clearly in his post-game press conference, he said that it felt good. He's glad that he did it. He continued to troll the fans in the press conference. So for me, I, I'm kind of like, maybe this dude should have been fined even more than 50 grand. But yeah, who knows? Then again, Draymond Green's one of those players that if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, yeah. you don't like the guy at all. I do respect him and what he does and uh, all his, all his achievements and accomplishments up to this point, but the dude is an asshole. <laughs> he is. He is. But he owns that, you know? So yeah. He's a good asshole, right? You got to do what you're good he's at. He's good if you're, yeah, if, if he's on your team. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. What's up, Ivan? Good to see you here. What's up, Progressive G? Good to see you guys. No basketball today on the schedule, but that's okay. We're going to break down yesterday's games, and uh, we're going to talk about some other interesting stuff, and we have some plans for this show over the next couple weeks that we'll break down today as well. Uh, Any other injury, fine updates, or anything like that, Calvin, before we move on to the games? Uh, Well, everybody's favorite NBA player Ben Simmons is back in the news for injury <laughs> injury news. He will undergo back surgery here in the next couple of weeks, I believe. Wow. Um, to The procedure is designed to lessen the amount of pain that he deals with from his herniated disc. Okay. Uh, so take that as you will. I, I don't know what the recovery time is. Whatever it is, probably add another three to six months for Ben Simmons. <laughs> Nothing and, to do with stress, huh? No, nothing to do with stress. He's not okay. having brain surgery yet. <laughs> Just back surgery. Oh, man, we hate on Ben Simmons way too much on this We panel. sure do. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor millionaire sitting at home in his <laughs> mansion, having people rub his feet and probably whatever else he's doing right now. Uh, you might want to try have somebody rubbing his back uh, yeah, instead. It, it comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah. That's funny. He, he is officially going to have a backyotomy. Yeah, no. Yeah, the doctor said he needed yeah. one, I guess. Okay, any, anything else? No, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. All right, so we're moving on here. Yesterday, two awesome games on May the 4th. Be with you. I hope you guys watched your Star Wars last night. I, for one, watched uh, the Family Guy uh, Blue Harvest <laughs> that is a good one. episode. It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> They're trying to get off the Death Star and put the couch in the, in the Millennium uh, Falcon. It's absolutely times. ridiculous. But before that, I was able to watch both games because they were staggered. So I was able to watch them both live, and it was exciting. The first game, the Philadelphia 76ers are uh, back in Miami for game two. Well, at least they were supposed to be. They end up losing this game 119-103. Bam Adebayo feasts again, 23 points for him. Tyrese Maxey, incredible game. Yeah, a big, big I game. saw LeBron shout him out uh, you know, on Twitter for his huge performance. 
Also want to throw in here, Calvin, I think this is the first time, the second round of the playoffs, we haven't seen KD or LeBron James play in. 17 years. Yeah, it is truly incredible. Pretty wild. And you know LeBron makes up the majority of those that's, numbers. That's over half my life. Yeah, yeah, that is wild. But uh, on to the game here. Some quick game stats. Heat absolutely destroy the Sixers. And that's incredible considering three of their starters were not even in double-figure scoring. Yeah. Uh, only six points for P.J. Tucker, seven for Gabe Vincent, and uh, nine points for Struss. Uh, 22 and 12 for Jimmy Butler. 23 and 9 for Bam Adebayo. 18 points off the bench for Tyler Hero. Uh, hitting a few threes in that game. And then another Victor Oladipo siding with 19 big points off the bench. Huge game for him. Looking here at Philadelphia's roster, Tobias Harris tried to do it again. 21 points for him. He has had a great series so far. 34 for Tyrese Maxey on 12 of 22 shooting and 9 of 11 from the free throw line. And then James Harden, 20 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 turnovers in this game. No bench production. None at all. 19 points combined off of the bench for Philadelphia. They lose this game. Uh, You know, they pretty much were outscored in every single quarter of this game. Uh, A big loss for them, Cal. Yeah, yeah, this is two games in a row where Philadelphia was kind of hanging around, hanging around. They actually hung closer for longer in this game, too, than in game one. Um, but it, again, it, it you know there's no no, no surprises here in this series or, or uh, the Phoenix Dallas series, which we'll get to next. It's all about Miami has too many weapons, their bench is too deep. Philadelphia doesn't get enough bench production themselves, and Philadelphia cannot shoot the ball. They're, again, nope. really struggling to shoot from outside. Just 26 percent, almost 27 percent from three in this game. Harden one of four. Max or sorry, Harden one of five. Maxi one of four. Uh, Tobias Harris has really been, and uh, Korkmaz have, have been the only guys that can really consistently knock down outside shots, but it, it's just not enough against this Miami Heat team. Yeah, it's tough. You know, Miami is a great team. They have great uh, chemistry, great philosophy. Uh, they're physical, um, and then missing your best player in Joel Embiid compounded on top of that. I, I think Philadelphia loses this series, even if they had Joel Embiid, now that he's out dealing with the concussion and the and the facial uh, orbital fracture, it's even tougher. But hey, two games. They are both in Miami. Philadelphia has a chance to go home and make it a series. We'll see what happens. Calvin, I want to hear your thoughts on Duncan Robinson. Only one minute of action in this game. This dude, you know, a lot of people had just you know been so ecstatic about him and how good of a three point shooter he is. He really has not been much at all in these playoffs so far, uh, especially he did have in, a, in this series. A big series. game one against Atlanta. I think he was eight of nine from three. Yeah, twenty five, twenty seven points, something like that. But, but he just—I mean, not that Miami really needs him at this point, at least in this series. But if they're going to win a championship, they definitely need some contributions from him. What are your thoughts on on him just not really playing? That many minutes. Uh, I mean, one minute in this in uh, this game, he had like 13 minutes in the last game against Atlanta. Another nine minute performance, 14 minutes, seven minutes. Uh, he hasn't scored double 
figures for a while. Yeah. Well, number one, it just goes to show how deep Miami is, right? Like, they were the best three-point shooting team percentage-wise all season long, and that's what Duncan Robinson does. He, he shoots threes. So it, it, it just goes to show how many great shooters are on this team. And then in the playoffs, it's all about matchups. Um, you know, I mean, we're seeing Steven Adams sit. He, mm-hmm. He's got COVID right now, but we saw him sit or be benched in the first round um, because they didn't like the matchup. Duncan Robinson's not the best on-ball defender. I think Eric Spolster just is seeing that he doesn't really have a good matchup in this series and he's getting you know great three-point shooting from guys like Max Struess and Tyler Hero you know even Victor Oladipo Um, so right now he's just not needed for them doesn't mean like you said that they won't need him moving forward depending on who they get matched up with in the Eastern Conference Finals or if they're lucky enough to make it to the NBA Finals we might see him play more minutes but as of right now he just doesn't fit into the, the rotation for this team. Which is rough for a guy that just signed a $90 million contract yeah. extension. Uh, I think he's a professional. I think he'll be ready, and I think they will use him in certain situations. But uh, it just kind of might uh, This shouldn't phase Duncan Robinson at all. Yeah, I don't mentally. think so. I mean, I'm th- just we're talking about a guy who started at Division three and ends up you yeah. know, being a, a high draft pick in the NBA. He's the only Division three player in, in history to get drafted, I believe. So this should not phase him whatsoever. So no worries about him, huh? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, you got it's such a luxury for Miami, right? Yeah. To be able to have this guy basically waiting in the wings who at times is the best three-point shooter in the NBA. So, yeah, it's they're just that deep. Yep. And as you mentioned, this did not phase Miami at all. They shot 51% from the field in this game, 48% from three-point range, as opposed to only 26% for Philadelphia. Uh, I think I'm calling a sweep here, Calvin. If Joel Embiid doesn't play in game three and they end up losing that game, which I think they will if he doesn't play, then, yeah, I'm ready to call this a sweep as well. Wow, how the mighty have fallen, right? Shaq and Kobe. Uh, what do they do without Shaq and when Kobe forgets who he is? Yeah, I I don't think James Harden and Kobe should be mentioned in the same sentence anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Kobe Bryant had a few rings at this point uh, <laughs> in his career. And James Harden is as great of a player, as great of a scorer as he's been. Dude hasn't taken care of his body, and uh, now you're starting to see teams. He's not the same person. Yeah, that are like. Not the same player. Do we even build an offense around this guy? Like, what are you now? Are you a scorer? Are you a passer? I know for a while, you know, it was. It was James Harden and Russell Westbrook fighting each other for for triple doubles and MVP awards. They've both fallen off. Scoring titles. Pretty fast, which is very fast. I mean, James Harden is. What did he win MVP two years ago? Three years ago? Three years ago, I think. Yeah. All right, let me let me look that up real quick. No, I think it's more like four years because uh, Joker won last year. Two years before that were both Giannis, right? Yeah, I guess that would be. That's right. Maybe he was he won the scoring title as little as two years ago, something like that. Let me take a Not look. Not that here long real ago quick. that he was still a, a very relevant. Um, Twenty eighteen player. He won the scoring title or MVP? won the MVP award. Okay. His only MVP. He may have award. won the scoring title the next year. I'm not sure, but 
Interesting. Yeah, 30.4 points per game in 2018. The dude has... I mean, and it's funny, right? We're talking about how bad of a season he's having. Having you look at his stats here, he's still twenty, twenty-two, uh, seven and uh, seven point seven and ten point three assists per game. Yeah, those aren't bad numbers for sure. H- however, it's just not what Philadelphia needs right now. Yep they they need him to score over thirty a game without Joel Embiid. Yep, and I think I heard he hasn't attempted more than twenty shots in a game in in a long time. So. The, the, it's the fact that he can't even get the opportunities himself. He, we talked about it yesterday. He, he just looks like he's not able to create his own shot as well as he used to, which for James Harden, that was, you know, one of the most important parts of his game. Yeah, and part of it is, you know, maybe he lost a step. Also, the rule changes, stuff like that. He's not knocking down the three like he was before. So, you know, it, it's – it kind of all builds on itself, right? Like he gets to the basket, he gets to the free throw line, then it opens up the three, then he shoots the three, and then it opens up the lane, and just now he's kind of stuck in this, like, I can't even get open myself. Yeah. So I'm just stuck trying to dish the ball to other guys. Philadelphia's best offense right now is in transition, and it's not with the ball in James Harden's hands. Yep. It's with the ball in Tyrese Maxey's hands. Mm-hmm. That guy is an absolute blur yep. in the open court. Um, and <clears throat> Philadelphia struggles, as you would expect, against a really good defensive team to score in the half court consistently. So I, I just don't see them having enough energy to sustain that type of play. Maxi might himself, but I don't know if anybody else on the team does. Yeah, he's been the best player on that squad, and then Tobias Harris has been there as well. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Danny Green. The dude has, you know, we've seen his struggles in the past. One for ten in this game. One for nine from three-point range. When you're James Harden, you keep passing the ball to, to Danny Green, and he's missing wide-open threes. Yeah, ask LeBron it's, how that goes. It's kind of like, okay, what do we do here, right? <laughs> what do we do here? James needs to figure it out. He only had 15 shot attempts in this game. He needs to take this game over. And, you know, I talked about a couple episodes ago, James Harden could go for 30, Tyrese Maxey could go for 30, and they could still lose this game. Mm-hmm. They need Tobias Harris to do more. I know he had like 26 in the first game, 21 in this game, but that's still not going to cut it if James Harden's not scoring over 30 points a game. Yes, so. they need they need more out of him, especially if the bench is not going to produce the, the way that it has been. Yep, yep. Any other thoughts on this game or this series before we move on? Uh, you know, un- unfortunately, there's nothing really else to talk about with this series until Joel Embiid gets back. I don't think this is competitive in the slightest unless he's playing. Yeah, and we'll we'll do just how, how we have the entire playoffs here. When this team gets eliminated, we'll break down the squad. We'll break down the salary cap. We'll talk about contracts and how these players fit together, and we'll make some recommendations for the offseason. We're actually going to do that for all 30 teams uh, in the next couple weeks, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, I think, Calvin, we should also do some more NBA 2K stuff. I know you and I love to play 2K. We could do some rebuilds, stuff like that, have fun. Who doesn't love video games? Right, right. It's a lot of fun. I've been playing that Gran Turismo 7. Oh yeah. That game's <laughs> awesome. It's it's very frustrating, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm getting my license, dude. I, I feel like I'm 16 again. All right, moving on to the second game of yesterday. Dallas is in Phoenix again. We see uh, Luka Doncic. Have another amazing performance, 35 points with him. Also gets into it with fans in the crowd that are yelling at him. 
he says that they went uh, beyond what he normally hears. He didn't clarify exactly what uh, the fans said to him, but they're definitely getting into his head after he uh, commented after game one that the fans are much louder in Dallas than they are here in Phoenix. The fans let him have it in this game. Phoenix wins 129-109, 30 points for Devin Booker. Chris Paul does his thing. Uh, Calvin, you know, you and I called DeAndre Ayton a feast again in this game. Only nine points for him, but they didn't really need much from him in this game. Uh, Dallas just doesn't have what they need to win this series. Another huge game by Luka Doncic. I said 35 points, five rebounds, seven assists. This is after over 45 points in game one, I think 47. Uh, they lose this game. And, uh, you know, they they started out slow. They tried to come back in the se- uh, second quarter here. And then Phoenix just completely blew it open in the third and fourth quarters. They show why they're the favorite to go to the finals. Uh, Calvin, thoughts on the game? Well, I, again, it's there's nothing... No news stories or, or storylines or really anything um, worth mentioning here. Phoenix's game plan is Luka's going to be great. Let him get his points. We're going to shut down everybody else. Jalen Brunson, I, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of this series, how he is going to really struggle. It's not going to be this as easy for him as it was in the first round against Utah. Three of 12 last night, nine points. Um, the the Suns' game plan, in my opinion, is is perfect. Uh, defensively, they're staying home on the shooters in the corners, mm-hmm. which Dallas loves to get going. We saw when Dallas made that one run in the second quarter and, and took the lead for a little while, it was more than just Luka. He was able to find Davis Bertans a couple times for threes. Maxi Kleber hit uh, <clears throat> a couple shots. No threes for him in this game, but you know Spencer Dinwiddie finally got a, a couple shots to go down. That's when Dallas was was making their run and led in this game because they were able to get other contributions from, from guys not named Luka Doncic. But the Suns continue to stay, uh, stick to their game plan, and then they just unleashed an absolute onslaught offensively. The threes were raining down. I believe this is a franchise playoff record yep. for Phoenix in terms of shooting percentage for a game, 65 nearly percent for the game and 52% from three. I mean, you're you're not going to lose many games when you shoot like that. And such a well-balanced performance for them. You look at their two stars, Chris Paul, 11-16, Devin Booker, 11-19. Almost all five starters are in double figures. You know, Aiton only had nine. And then almost every single person scored off the bench other than Torrey Craig in this game. So very, very well-balanced team. Uh, They play it the right way. Not that Dallas doesn't. They just have all the talent, and they utilize everybody perfectly. Shout-out to their coach. Another amazing season for the Phoenix Suns. This is why they're my pick to win the NBA Finals uh, this season. And, Calvin, I don't know if you watched the post-game press conference, but uh, I saw a little bit of shade from Devin Booker on Chris Paul, kind of in a funny way where he's like, I just go back to, you know, I was five years old and and uh, my dad and I were <laughs> yeah. watching Chris Paul play in the, in the playoffs. And he's like, the dude just is so good. He just, you know, takes what's given to him. He knows when to get his teammates involved. And then he knows when he needs to take over the game. Another amazing performance by the old man, Chris Paul. 
and it's just kind of funny to even think about that. Devin Booker was five years old when Chris Paul was already in the playoffs. Now they're on the same team, and Devin Booker could be the guy that helps Chris Paul win his first NBA title. Very well could. Yeah, so. I mean, it, this team, they're just so, you know, together. Um, they, they, lo- they look like they love playing with each other for one another. You know, whether it's the F.J. Crowder T-shirts or the, you know, I remember watching Chris Paul when I was five years old. They they know that this is their time right now. They're the, they've been the best team in the league all year long, and they're certainly playing like it right now. And Chris Paul turns 37 years old tomorrow. So happy birthday. Happy early birthday, Chris Paul. Uh, it'll be exciting to see you get a title I've enjoyed watching you through my life. Obviously, I wasn't five years old when I first started watching him, but exciting player. Uh, It kind of seems similar to a Charles Barkley type guy or a Tracy McGrady where it's like you've been so great, all you're missing is the title, and maybe we'll finally get to see you get it this year, which would be amazing. We shall see. We shall see. Any other thoughts on on this game, Cal? Mavs are in trouble. That's we've been saying it for, you know, a few days now. That they, I don't know if they're gonna get a game in this series. This might be a sweep as well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, apparently, they didn't watch our show yesterday because Boban didn't get any minutes in this game. <laughs> Another DNP for him. Not sure it would have helped, but <laughs> twenty-eight minutes for Spe- Sten- uh, Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench. Eleven points for him. Jalen Brunson only nine points, three of twelve shooting. This dude has seemed a little bit different in this second-round series than he did in the first round, Calvin. Only nine points in this game, 13 points in game one. He has shot horrendously in this series compared to the one before it. Uh, any thoughts on that? No, nothing new. Uh, just continuing to you know build off of what I've said the, over the past couple of games. It, when you looked at how he, he was successful against Utah, A, Utah's perimeter defense, awful. Phoenix, much better perimeter defense. Much uh, They have more guys that they can throw on him as well. Yep. Um, big, long, at, lanky, athletic guys that are going to make it really difficult for him to get space and get shots. Uh, but why was he so successful against Utah? He was able to get by that perimeter defense, get into the paint. They stretch the floor out. Rudy Gobert is not always in there to contest shots. So he shoots a really, really high clip from in the paint. In this series, not only is he... Is he having shots challenged and changed and adjusted when he gets into the paint? His opportunities are much fewer. He just can't get to those same spots. Mm-hmm. So he's forced to shoot from farther away. He's forced to take more difficult shots, contested shots, um, and he's struggling as a result. Yep. few more questions for you, Kyle, before we move here into Q&A. First off, are the Phoenix Suns the favorite to win it all now? Because they're my favorite, so I want to hear about you. I think they are definitely the favorite right now. They're, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're fully healthy, um, and they're, they're blowing away competition at the moment. They, they went through a, a little rough patch in that first-round series against New Orleans, um, but they didn't have Devin Booker for a couple of games. He seems to be totally healthy now, and, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, they are the favorites by far. Yeah. Uh, I saw a tweet from my favorite person to talk about sports with skip bayless earlier today and he was saying his tweet says that the miami heat are clearly the favorites to win it all right now i couldn't disagree more with that statement 
I'm not saying Miami isn't a good team or that they don't have a chance to win, but Miami is the only team left in the playoffs that hasn't been tested yet. Yeah. They ran through an Atlanta team in the first round that was no match for them, and now they're playing Philadelphia without Joel Embiid, which is, again, no contest. They're the only team that really hasn't had a serious test yep. in the playoffs yet. All these other teams have. The Warriors are going through it right now. Boston and Milwaukee are going through it right now. Um, and Phoenix went through it in the first round, and now they're really, really firing on all cylinders. So I think it has to be the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I think that also hinges on health, right? Just like it does for a lot well, of sure. these teams. Yeah. Miami's we, healthy, though. Yeah, we well, uh, you look at their injury report, it's... Uh, Don't pay attention to that. They're the favorite to they're have... They're missing the, Kyle Lowry, that's it. They're the favorite to have the most people on their injury report every game. Yeah. I still got both of those teams going to the finals here. But, you know, we saw Phoenix get tested in the first round in, in losing Devin Booker due to injury. Uh, Chris Paul has had numerous injuries during the playoffs over his career which is quite unfortunate i hope that doesn't happen to him again but injuries are are so they're so threatening and they can just happen at any time so i agree with you i think phoenix is the favorite to win it all right now but that hinges uh, very very easily on whether they can remain healthy and i do feel like a team like miami who i also picked to go to the finals is maybe a little bit better equipped to deal with injuries than a team like Phoenix. So it'll be interesting to see, yeah. you know, how that progresses. Yes, I think Phoenix is the favorite right now, but uh, I'm going to put a little caveat on, on there that Miami is, is much, much better off uh, injury-wise than Phoenix is. Yeah, I mean, you, you certainly would hate to see injuries have been a, a huge topic all season long a huge problem all season long and it's carried over into the postseason. But I, I'm, you know, when I'm looking at or trying to pick a favorite, both those teams are healthy right now. So I'm, I'm just going to exclude injuries as a factor. It, it's got to be the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. All right. Since we're talking about the Miami Heat here, let's talk a little bit about Tyler Hero, everybody's favorite hero. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's the performance. I don't know if it's the smirk in the bubble. I don't know if it's the last name. But uh, everyone seems to be high on Tyler Hero, myself included. I know he's the favorite to win six-man oh, in he a won. year. He, oh, he did. Yeah, he was presented the trophy yesterday before okay. the game. Congratulations, Tyler Hero. I missed that. Uh, 20.7 points per game, five rebounds, four assists. Is this guy a max contract player, Cal? The, e the short, easy answer is, in today's NBA, yes, he is. Um, dude's been in the league three years. <clears throat> He's improved every season. You know, pretty much all of his numbers have gone up. Guy shot basically 40% from three this year on nearly seven attempts, over 20 points a game, led all scorers off the bench in points per game, uh, five rebounds, four assists. His scoring has gone up every year. His shot attempts have gone up every year. He played in 66 games this season, which is the most in his career. Um, I, I think most people around the NBA view this guy as a starter, um, not a bench player. And uh, I, I got to disagree with Charles Barkley on TNT last night saying that this dude, he, he basically called him, didn't, called him a a bench player as in that's that's what he is right now he says he's scoring 25 off the bench is not the same as 
getting playing a starter's role and having to score 25 a game. Um, I couldn't disagree with him more. He plays starters minutes. He plays against the opposing team's starters for a lot of the game. He finishes games against the starting lineup, and he still scores against all these guys. So, uh, you know, it, max contracts, like, it, it's sometimes difficult to really determine whether a player is worth $200 million. I mean, is Rudy Gobert worth $200 million? I Hell don't no. know. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm certainly paying Tyler Hero if I'm the Miami Heat. I, I don't want to see this guy leave and go to another team and, and end up becoming you know a perennial all-star, all-NBA performer. Yeah, I mean, this dude is a starter on pretty much every single other team in the league. I think he'll probably end up starting on this Miami Heat team next season. He's only 22 years old. Uh, you know, great player, has had a ton of great moments already. He's been tested. He's been to the finals. He's had a lot of great playoff performances. This dude is a max player for me, and if Miami doesn't pay him, somebody else will. So I, I think this situation is is uh, kind of an in- inevitable for him. He is a max contract player. Uh, hopefully it's on Miami or Sacramento, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with him. Dude is definitely going to get paid here. Yeah, he is eligible at the end of this season for a five-year, $186 million extension. Wow, that is and if they don't absolutely incredible. Uh, end up giving him that extension or they the negotiations break down, he'll become a restricted free agent at the end of next season. Yeah, I think I might have chosen the wrong profession here, Calvin, because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's crazy. All right, moving on here, talking about contract extensions. We have two other big-name players here that are quite interesting moving into the offseason. The first uh, one we talked – actually, we talked about both of them on today's show. One of them's been fined $50,000 for flipping off the crowd. The other one, uh, you know, has been fined $50,000 for showing up <laughs> fat to training camp, and that is James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They both played on the same team at a point in this season. They did. Uh, both of them are surrounded by crazy rumors and drama and all this, and both of them will be eligible for contract extension. So, Calvin, I need to hear from you because I don't know if there's a correct answer in this, yeah, and I'm it not is sure either. a very, very tough situation for both GMs in uh, Sean Marks and uh, Daryl Morey. Who would you rather give a contract extension to this offseason, Kyrie Irving or James Harden? Uh, you're right. I'm not sure there is a correct answer to this question. Uh, it's, this is a tough one. First of all, both these guys have player options for next season. Kyrie Irving, over $36 million. James Harden, over $47 million player option for next season. So it, it's still unsure whether or not they will – there will even be a contract extension offer for either of them. Um, that being said, I, I would, if I'm a GM, I would rather give Kyrie Irving a contract extension that's going to be worth the type of money both of these guys are expected to be offered uh, or, or get because I know Kyrie can still play. But yeah. the problem is <laughs> I don't know if Kyrie <clears throat> will want to play on any given day. At least James Harden, I know, is going to want to play basketball. Yeah. 
but I, I don't trust James Harden as much as a player anymore. Certainly not a guy who's going to be making over $40 million a year yeah. or close to it. So this is a, a really, really difficult one. I've said before I, I don't want Kyrie Irving on my team because I think there's too many distractions that come with him, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how many games I'm going to get out of him every year. One, because he's injury-prone, and two, because he might just show up to practice one day and decide he doesn't want to play. Yeah. So wow. James Harden, on the other hand, the guy's not worth a max contract anymore, in my opinion. So if I can offer him a, a slightly lesser deal that I would be confident he would accept, then, yeah, I might consider that, but... This is a really, really tough one. Daryl Morey has for sure backed himself into a corner big time, wanting this guy on his team again, going after him, trading away half the team, their best shooter, a backup center that they could really use right now Mm -hmm. because Joel Embiid is hurt. Both these teams and GMs are in very difficult situations because of these players that have a lot of power. Imagine the headaches the GM, Sean Marks, of the Brooklyn Nets had because he had both of these guys on his team at the same time, and he's kind of like... Yeah, I don't envy Sean Marks' position. Wow, what do I do here? This is a a very tough question. Both of these guys have wanted out and demanded out on teams. Both of them have had off-the-court issues. I'd like to say Kyrie Irving takes a little bit better care of his body than James Harden. But Kyrie's also easy to do when you choose not to play for half the season. That's true. You know, Kyrie's also dealt with a lot more injuries than James Harden has in his career. Uh, You know, James Harden's never won a title. Kyrie has. Um, But yeah, it's it's a very, very tough situation. I don't know if there's a right answer here. It kind of reminds me of that uh, Ace Ventura one where he's like (laughs) got a spear in one leg and a spear in the other. And he's like, ah, ah. Ah, you know, it's like, oh, my God, both of these guys had such bright futures just a few years ago, both incredible players. Um, I don't know if I can even choose a guy here. I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, which guy am I better off re-signing and then having the ability to trade for somebody else at this point? I don't even know what the correct answer Uh, for that is. I was just going to say, I'm not sure who that would be. Kyrie Irving could could just say, no, I'm just going to retire if you trade me, and then his trade value is nothing. And uh, Daryl Morey already has James Harden. He's the only guy that you could really get to trade for James Harden at this point. So uh, that's a very, very tough, tough situation. And it, it sucks, man, because, you know, it's like I've rooted for both of these guys. I've liked both of these guys. Um I really hope that one or both of them can figure out a way to turn it around next season because they need to rebuild themselves physically. They need to rebuild their reputation. Um, I just don't know if either of them are going to do it at this point. They've both made hundreds of millions of dollars, and they both seem to be content where they're at right now. So it's a very, very, very tough situation. If I had to bet on who would have a better year next year, Kyrie or James Harden, I would bet on Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So for, for that reason, even though it's a big question mark, you know, as of right now, the, the vaccination uh, status isn't an issue. Currently, it might change, but currently it's not an issue. So I have more confidence in, in Kyrie Irving playing basketball than I do in James Harden right now.
And Kyrie's two years younger than James, so that helps, helps. as well. Yeah. What's up, Flame Flurry Eleven? Uh, we're just here debating on who we'd rather re-sign, James Harden or Kyrie Irving. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the chat because Calvin and I are really having a tough time, even and agreeing with ourselves. Can be here an answer about what we want to do. Uh, that is just completely wild situation. It really is. All right, I, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, but before we move on to Q&A, I just want to announce to you guys um, that we are going to be taking the next couple weeks. We're still going to be doing the show here Monday through Friday. But as games start to slow down, as teams start to get eliminated, we're not going to have two games every day. Uh, we, we're not even going to have one game every day. So we're going to use this time to put out more awesome content about off-season rebuilds, um, guys we like in the draft. Like I said, we're doing a May 17th uh, draft lottery party here. Um, so we're going to put out a bunch of content for you guys through the rest of the playoffs. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you get notified when we put out new videos. We're also going to be doing some fun interactive NBA 2K stuff and 2K rebuilds. So uh, just keep uh, keep with us here. We love basketball. We know you do too. And we're going to be putting out a, a, a lot of awesome stuff. Yes, we will be going live for the lottery party. Uh, I think we will be doing that on Royal Rebounds. I don't know exactly what time the draft lottery starts. Do you know, Calvin? Uh, no, but I can probably find out. We're going to do our normal show. It's it's not this next Tuesday, but it's the Tuesday afterwards. So we're going to do our normal show here, uh, Basketball at the Bar. If we do need to start a little bit earlier, we will let you guys know. And then, yes, we will be doing the NBA Draft Lottery Party on the second channel, Royal Rebounds, uh, because the Kings are in it, and they actually have a really good chance here. Um, and we're also going to be doing another podcast today on Royal Rebounds in about 40 minutes or so after we wrap this up. So make sure you guys tune in for that as well. Uh, looks like they haven't announced the time for it yet. We know it's on May 17th. That's a Tuesday. It's in Chicago, so it'll probably be, you know, like one or 2, 2 p.m. Like Pacific oh. time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> All right, you got some questions? Let's do it. It's Q&A, so fire them out at us. We're ready to go, and we're having fun. Also, keep in mind for your questions, we are going live right after this at Royal Rebounds where we're going to answer all your Kings questions, and we're going to talk about Kings coaching rumors and all that. So hold off on your Kings questions if you can, um, but if you can't, you can let them out here. And if you have any other NBA questions, let us know. Um, okay, Calvin. Any other just overall thoughts on how far the playoffs or how the playoffs are going so far? Um, I know we both talked about Phoenix is our uh, you know favorite to make the finals. I think we both agree that Miami is probably the favorite at this point to make the Eastern Conference uh, finals with Milwaukee. What what are your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I I agree with that. I mean, I think Phoenix. Um, Miami's probably had the easiest road of any team so far, and and that is, you know, injury dependent obviously on Joel Embiid and part of being the number one seed and part of being the number one seed. Yes, but once in the NBA playoffs, once you get out of the first round, you know, you can. It doesn't matter where your seed is anymore. I think you you still have the potential to to get matched up against a really good team, 
And Phoenix is lucky that they ended up with Dallas in the second round just because I think that's a total mismatch. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's playing out as we expected so far. I mean, I I picked Utah to be in the second round instead of Dallas, but that was only because Luka was hurt. Yep. And Utah completely folded there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's playing out exactly as we have expected or as most people have expected so far. And I'm looking forward to some real potentially amazing uh, conference finals matchups here. If it is in fact going to be Phoenix golden state, even though I love Memphis as a team, you know, I, I'd like to see them play Phoenix as well, but I'd rather see the, the warriors go against. What are the your, Phoenix Suns. what are your thoughts here on no games today? It's, it it's kind of weird the way the schedule is working out, right? Because Philadelphia and Miami played yesterday, same with Dallas and Phoenix. They're both playing again tomorrow. Uh, and yeah. then they play again on Sunday, and, and we could potentially see Dallas uh, and Philadelphia both being eliminated on Sunday when Boston and uh, Memphis have only really played three games. Yeah, I mean, that unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. Like, I think the only reason that this is we would even talk about this is because of the fact that Joel Embiid might not be able to play in game three, and it's interesting that they don't get an extra day of rest mm-hmm. compared to the, the other two series, which would give him more of an opportunity to get healthy and, and perhaps play. Uh, but, you know, this the scheduling comes out long before any of, well, not long before any injuries happen, but before a lot of these injuries have happened. So it's just unfortunately the way it goes for these teams. It's almost like the NBA knew that both of these series were going to be sweeps and they just (laughs) want to get it out of the way because, you know, you're talking about primetime Saturday matchups, Boston and Milwaukee. It's tied 1-1, Memphis at Golden State 1-1. Like these are the series to watch here for me. Uh, I I do love watching Phoenix and Dallas and Miami and Philadelphia, but like we said earlier, these are probably going to be sweeps and the other series are, are much more interesting to me. On that subject, Flame uh, Flurry's got a good question for you here. Warriors versus Suns, who you got? Um, I got the Suns. I picked them to come out of the West before the playoffs started. Uh, I think it's going to be a great series. But I, I worry, just like we're seeing Dallas really struggle with the size inside from Phoenix, I worry how Golden State's going to match up for us the course of a seven-game series going against JaVale McGee and DeAndre Ayton because they don't they don't play a big man. Kevon Looney will probably get a lot more minutes in that series, yep. and you know give him a lot of credit. He's played in a lot of big games for this team over the years, and he's certainly no uh, stranger to playing against bigger guys. But the the Warriors perimeter players pool. Thompson, Curry, they're, they're going to have to be, all three of them, incredibly special every game, I think, in order to win that series. Yeah, I agree. And just to give you guys a quick little uh, you know, sneak peek into what we're going to be talking about on Royal Rebounds next, the Phoenix Suns payroll is looking pretty, uh, pretty stacked full here with guys. They need to pay some guys this offseason. I think the Kings should make a run at DeAndre Ayton. I really do. Uh, I love what I've seen from him. The dude's young, uh, former number one overall pick. 
I'm not sure if Phoenix is going to be able to afford him. We've heard their owner is, uh, you know, not wanted to pay guys in the past. You just paid Chris Paul. Uh, Devin Booker's on a max deal. You're going to have to work out contracts with some of your other young players here. And Mikel Bridges just re-signed as well. So if I'm Sacramento, I'm trying to make a run at DeAndre Ayton here. All right. Do you think uh, Shaden Sharp will be a star in the NBA? Hard to say. I mean, he's really got a lot of upside, and he's – flown up the draft board here over the course of the year by a considerable amount. Um, The only thing I'll say is I I don't necessarily think there's any one particular player in this draft class that is an instant star, like a franchise-changing player right away. So in that regards, it doesn't mean there won't be an eventual star or two in this class, but I think that team fit, when when you're not one of those uh, generational franchise type changing players the the organization that drafts you makes a big difference determining your progression your mm-hmm. um, development in the league so I would say he's got a good chance and it's also going to depend on what where he ends up going yeah yeah I agree I think you're always going to see those guys like a you know a Donovan Mitchell come out of a draft no one really expected him to be what he is and he becomes uh, a star in the league Um, but I agree with Calvin it's really hard to tell at this point and there's not really a clear-cut guy that's like this is the next LeBron James this is the next Kevin Durant this guy is going to be an absolute stud in the NBA but those guys do happen every draft class has has diamonds in the rough and it also has uh, Marvin Bagley's in it too so (laughs) Uh, yeah, yes, that was a shot at Marvin Bagley. All right, last questions here before we wrap up, and then we got to get ready for uh, Royal Rebounds. We'll be live in about 30 minutes. <laughs> Do you think Jokic will go on a diet this offseason? No. <laughs> no? Probably not. I mean, that guy doesn't need to dramatically change his body in any way, shape, or form to continue being a great player. Like, it, there's no... Uh, People say that about James Harden. Well, but he's not anywhere near the same guy as James Harden. He's seven yeah. feet tall. He can use his his body inside. He's got great footwork, um, and he doesn't need to jump over you or create space to get a shot off. So, no, I, I don't expect him to do anything different in his off season, uh, where in terms of changing his body. Is he married already? I have no idea. Because I my guess would be if he's married. Probably not going to see any difference, but if he meets a new <laughs> vegan girlfriend or somebody this off season, maybe he would consider the diet. But uh, I, I'm probably going to agree with Calvin here. Uh, the Joker is probably going to be in the MVP conversation again next year without any major changes. Yeah, he needs his team to change. He needs his team to get healthy, and uh, yes, he needs Michael Porter Jr. to be ready and uh, maybe get another back surgery with Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. The bar is closed. Make sure you close out your tabs. Uh, We appreciate you all for joining us. Hope you have a wonderful Cinco de Mayo. Hopefully you eat some tacos. Um, We'll see you guys here in about 30 minutes on Royal Rebounds uh, to answer all your Burning Kings questions. And then we will be back again tomorrow on this channel before we wrap up our week um at same time as always 3 p.m pacific standard time 6 p.m eastern standard time 
Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you smash that like button, hit that subscribe button. Anything else, Calvin, before we head out? Uh, no. Have a cerveza. All right. And a taco for me. Thank you guys so much for watching. And as always, don't forget to tip your bartender.